Fellas, you read the title. You know what you're in for. Let's just start with this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, may I just say what an honor it is to be doing a second political rant. This has been one of the most listened to episodes, and uh, I'm talking about my first political rant, of course, and how could I let my listeners off without a second? So today we're going to be diving into what's, I mean, probably on everyone's mind, if they are interested into politics, the presidential debate, or, or should, should I even say the presidential election. So today I'm going to be talking about a couple things, mo mo focusing mostly on the debates, and then, you know, I'm, I'm going to, of course, skew a little off on both of them, uh, branch out onto different topics. Uh, but before I do any of that, I, of course, have to ask you to follow our Instagram account, wdwhh.official, where you can, you know, get all the updates, see when our next episodes are, and, of course, make sure to donate every penny counts and share this with your friends and family. Now, I know I don't want to, you know, waste too much time on the intro, so l let me just get into this. Some of you already know this. Some of you know me heart to heart. And for those who don't, I'm a Trump supporter. I am one. And as a Trump supporter, I remember watching the first presidential debate. And I looked at that and I thought to myself, why? You know, I, I realized that th th this is just not a president that I want in office for, for me. You know, he was yelling, he was cutting off Joe Biden. And I just thought to myself, wow, this is awful. Now, personally, I still thought that President Trump should be president at that time, but I didn't feel as confident that he was going to win. Now, then I watched the vice presidential debate. Uh, by the way, I will be getting specifically into all of them. I'm just going over the summary, and then I'm going to jump into each specific debate. Then I thought to myself, okay, vice presidential debate, let's do this. I thought Kamala Harris would be destroying Mike Pence. No, I thought Mike Pence won that fair square. And you know, the fly brought him down quite a bit. The fly brought him down quite a bit. I'm going to give him where credit is due. But if we ignore that fly, then I'm just going to say right now, I think Mike Pence won, hands down. He was on the attack and on the defense. And so is Kamala Harris. It was really hard to decide. But then you got on that dis distinct factor where she was making up her own opinions and I just uh, making up her own facts. And by the way, I just want to quickly say uh, there's a political strategy that politicians use. You know, when you're in debate stage, it really hurts your campaign if you go and hit your opponent directly in the face. And uh, usually you would be immediately arrested for assault. So in the end game, it would kind of harm your entire campaign. So how do you deal with this? I mean, you're dealing with Joe Biden, for instance, and Kamala Harris, right? They're dealing with people who are Republicans, conservatives, and they disagree on a lot. And especially Joe Biden, who had to deal with that first presidential debate. I mean, he said, shut up, man. You know, it, 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 you don't say that to the president. You just don't. Yeah, that's something that you don't say that to any president of the United States. You're now not only harming I mean, that person clearly, which was what I think Joe Biden was trying to do, but you harm the office itself in respect. So um, you go, going back to what I said, 
how do you deal with all this coming on to you? You know, you know it's, it's really hard. And I've, I've said this before, but how do you deal with it? And here's how. You smile. You smile. You shake your head. You laugh it up. And that's a key note that you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to this because many people don't. They look it off and it's meant to play off the public. You know, you want to seem as this jolly guy, not a person who, you know, wants to punch, as I said before, want to punch you square in the face. You know, you're supposed to play it off. You're representing America. Why would you, you know, if you do this live on stage, no one's going to vote for you. No one's going to vote for you. That's the plan. The plan is to make you look smile, you make you look happy, make you look like you're having a fantastic time at the debate. Even though you might be dying inside, that's just how it is. So, in the end, I think uh, that Mike Pence won the second president, uh, the vice presidential debate. The town halls, I didn't get into as much because it wasn't really a debate. I did watch the Trump one, and he was literally fighting against the moderator, as, as he was with Chris Wallace in the first presidential debate. But besides that, you know, no, nothing, it, it was Trump as usual. Now, I've got to ask you, who do you think won the third presidential debate? Technically third. It was the second, but technically the third one, if we were going to count the town hall meetings as one of them. I say Trump. And mind you, I have many liberal friends who would also say Trump. And I understand what you're thinking. I, I understand you can be saying, oh, come on, uh, some polls prove otherwise. It doesn't make any sense. Well, here's something. Many liberal of my many liberal friends of mine actually thought Trump won. And I'm going to get into that a, a little bit more later on. But the end goal is how Joe Biden used his strategy and how Trump acted very much differently. But I'm going to get into each one of these separately. So well, let's let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the first presidential debate. So clearly, one highlight of the first presidential debate, whether you watch you know SNL, uh, many of these little skits, you can see that the first presidential debate was a basic hot mess. It was a hot mess. But it, I always take a look at the presidential debate from strategy. I always thought it was going to be from strategy. And here's why. Because if you go on how someone acts or how someone, you know, behaves, goes off statistics, yes, I always pay attention to statistics, but you have to, what many people account for is behavior. You know, that, that's one thing that takes away. That's why many people don't like Donald Trump. You know, he behaves in a certain way that many would can perceive as childish or something that a president should not behave as. But at the same time, you know, many conservative and Republicans like him for that. Because, he, because he's not respectful. They like him because he says what is, what's on his mind. He has no filter. And for many people, that's great. For many people, that's not so great. For that presidential debate, it was not good at all. As I said before, I am a Trump supporter. Now, why? Of course, I will get into that a little later. But for this specific debate, the reason why I say this is because some Trump supporters and, and probably many supporters in general will only say, I think my candidate won because he's my candidate. They, they, they're going to come up with certain, some certain reason, but I'm going to tell you right now that there are, there is a majority or many people who will look at their, uh, the, per, the, the candidate that they want to vote for 
on election day, and they will say, no, my, the opponent did much better. And I'm going to be honest, I'm one of those people. I think Joe Biden won that debate fair and square. And, and here's why, right? Of course, you can go into the statistics, you can go into what they say, you can go fact check. But what it is, <clears throat> the presidential debate, it's a show. It's a show to show, <laughs> to present yourself. You are basically, you know how you walk past, I, I forget the exact terminology, but when you go past the stores, uh, when you shop, of course, and you see all the all these dresses or all these toys or all the jewelry behind the glass counter or behind that uh, behind the glass plane that or window in front, that's exactly what they're doing. They're showing off. The, these presidential debates, of course, you can count in statistics. Of course, they're going to pee people like, like myself, for instance, who are going to be caring about what they say about these statistics. But your job, your mainframe job is to act presidential, which is, mind you, why many people did not think Trump was going to win the 2016 election. And yet he actually won with a wide gap, with a wide gap in electoral college votes, a wide gap. The thing is that many people underestimate Trump, and, and that's that that's something that Joe Biden, in this case, actually isn't doing. And, you know, of course, you can say that he gets out of his office, or as um, Trump likes to say, his bunker or basement, a little, you know, not, not that much. He holds not exactly a lot of meetings, a lot of press conferences, a lot of uh, campaign rallies. And if he does, they're very small, of course. But while Trump goes for the big and extravagant, you know, that, that's something that uh, worries me, w would worry, I think, an average Biden supporter. Because one thing that I believe Michigan, Hillary Clinton, she did not go to Michigan. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Clinton, the former president, told her, and there, there was an alleged argument of him saying, you have to go to Michigan. You have to go to Michigan. And every single time she was saying, no, 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 I have that state, I have that state, I have that state, she did not win that state. She did not rally in Michigan. She thought she had it, and she didn't. So you've got to think about yourself. How, what, what is the point of a presidential debate? And I know I keep on circling around that. But let me ask you, what do you think the actual point of a presidential debate is? And, and I'll tell you what it is. It's to show off who you are. And I said this before, and I'll say it again, Joe Biden showed off who he was in a more calm and demeaning way while Trump was trying to, was cutting him off. And mind you, that this is the Trump play. He appeased to only his viewers. The point, I think, of a presidential debate is to show who you are and to make sure you can scoop up the opposing side. Now, as I said, and as many critics say, this was a hot mess. No one won, according to many. But the polls lean towards Joe Biden, and I 100% agree. Because for anyone who watched the presidential debate, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. But for those who didn't, I'll, I'll just explain. One tactic that he did was that he looked directly at the screen. He looked directly at the television and through the television, pardon me, and he, and he talked to the American people through the TV. He pointed, he looked directly at them. Trump always looked to the side, down at the at Chris Wallace, but he'd never looked through the TV at us. And yet Joe Biden did that. Did that. He reached to, towards us. He said, how, for all those at home who have an empty seat at the kitchen table, how do you feel? 
You know, he he touched the American people. I mean, sometimes he touches other American people, not in the way <clears throat> that he should, but <laughs> but in the sense of what I'm saying, he was grabbing us through the television and shaking us saying, look, I can help you. I'm here to help you. While Trump was no was not doing that. And I think that was a detrimental, horrible thing that uh, I, I believe Chris Christie did not, I guess, kept train him on doing, which, as I said before, Joe Biden was doing really well. Now, that, that leads me into what I thought about it. I already said that Joe Biden, I think, won that debate, but that also not only made me think that Joe Biden won the debate, that actually made me lose my faith in that Trump has a shot at winning. That really made me lose my faith that Trump might win. And, it, and, and you know, it began to become a reality for me that I think Trump might lose. I thought so. And I kept thinking so until the next week when we had the vice presidential debate. And mind you, uh, before I get into that, I'm going to go through the timeline. So right after that, Trump got coronavirus. And so did his wife. And so did many others in his quote-unquote inner circle. Now, I think that American decency has fallen not through the floor or not through this little, no, we, it hit rock bottom and the American people took a shovel and started digging. That's what I think happened. If anyone ever had coronavirus, I would wish them well. I would, unless of course they are terrorists or as, uh, or they are Hitler. Now I know for some people you're like, well, exactly. Trump is Hitler. No, he's, he's not Hitler. He's not, he's done so much. So he, he made the minority job uh, unemployment rate go down. He destroyed ISIS. And of course, we still have terrorist attacks. But he killed al-Baghdadi. He, he killed, um, pardon me, by the way, if I'm butchering that name, I still to, to this day cannot uh, pronounce that name correct, correctly. He killed Soleimani, though, he, with, with a drone strike. And he did so, and mind you, by the way, the Democrats thought that how he did it was was not proper. He should have told uh, the, <clears throat> he should have told Congress, the Senate, he should have told them, no, he doesn't have to tell you. He's the president of the United States. He doesn't have to tell you. That's why he, the highest ranking military official in the United States is the president, commander in chief. That's what it is. That's what you do. You make decisions like that. The snap of a second. And many people, I, I can't believe people actually critique him on it, but he did it. And goddamn uh, good job at that as well. So he's not a terrorist. He's not a Nazi. He, in the debates, uh, I remember, and if I, I'm, I'm going to uh, paddle back a little bit, he said, uh, he told the Proud Boys to hold back, be steady. I don't know if he used those exact words, pardon me, but, but he told them to like, wait on, you know, it seemed that he had the confidence in them, that he was on their side and, you know, Proud Boys took it and so did the Democrats. But if you actually pay attention to the debate, he was saying, he said yes, three times. And, you know, actually for me personally, that that's just what he said, but I don't think in the American people's eyes, that does not mean anything for them. He said, what white supremacists are you talking about? What are you talking about? He took, he called 
Antifa, you know, and, and but, um, he, he talked about how we should be uh, talking about Antifa, which, mind you, Antifa is horrible. And, you know, Antifa, for anyone who doesn't understand, starts for uh, anti-fascist. And the more I, I did research into this, and there's actually a conflict, because the Democrats say that Antifa is not an organization. And Republicans, on the other hand, say that it is an organization. Now, Antifa does not is not an organization. It is a word, anti-fascist, or it's an abbreviation of a word. And yet, if you go there, if you search up on YouTube, there is a there's a, on Fox News. I, I personally watch Fox News and CNN. For anyone who is wondering, the reason why I do it is because I personally think that both news stations lie to our face. They do so just to gain on their side of the political party. And they might be even telling us the truth, but they sway it, they turn it, so it makes it look like their party is better. I listen to both of them, and then I research it for myself, and then I decide who is right and who is wrong. That's how I make all my decisions. That's just how it is, if you were wondering. So one time I was watching Fox News. I'll, I'll, let me get back to it. And it, it's on YouTube. And I saw that this guy was interviewing a member of Antifa. And that, 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 was, the, uh, that was part of the title. And this person was in charge, who he claimed he was in charge of the Boston sector of Antifa, or Boston, I don't know, group of Antifa. Now, you see, that, that doesn't make any sense, does it now? Because the Democrats say Antifa isn't an organization, yet it's on TV stating, as a guest of Fox News, who said that he was in charge of this Boston group of Antifa. So that kind of conflicts, right? that conflicts with what the Democrats have been saying. And it kind of leans toward what the Republicans have been saying. Which brings me to the point, and by the way, I just want to just elaborate that on a little bit. He was invited there, and mind you, I know that there are liberals who are completely whack. I know that there are Republicans or alt-rights who are completely whack. But one thing I just have to say is that if you are as whack as this kid who was, and I, I really want you guys to go on, search up guy, a uh, kid on Fox News who stabbed horse on Antifa. He, yes, and, and I'm being 100%. On this news coverage, this kid claimed that he stabbed a police horse in the throat, or at least he knows someone who did. And he claims that it was justified because the horse was racist. Think about that for a minute. Just think about that. The horse was racist and it was justified. This is what I'm talking about when America hits rock bottom, says, okay, no problem. Let's take, take a shovel and start digging. That's, what it, that's where it is. That's where we are. And it, it's absolutely... I'm at, at a disbelief to see that we as Americans have come to this standard of just blindly following something without any sense of, without any common sense. He claimed that the horse was racist because <clears throat> the police officer on it was racist. Now, this kid does not know this police officer. This police officer was amongst many others. And yet the justification for it was that they stabbed him, that, that the, they stabbed the horse 
because it was racist. I mean, that's just mind-boggling. Just absolutely mind-boggling. You know, so there is the you know, conversation, I suppose you can call it, about what the left perceives to be, I guess you can call a domestic terrorist group. And then you have conservatives who perceive Antifa to be a domestic terrorist group. And, and now it is legally a domestic terrorist group, which, you know, is argued by many others saying, well, how is, how is a domestic terrorist group if it's not an organization? And yet, you know, there's evidence pointing to how it is. So as, as I said, I backpedaled a little bit, but now, now I think it's time I can move on to the vice presidential debate. Now, vice presidential debate. I think my Pence won. Hands down, won that debate. He made me confident that we could win the presidential debate as Trump supporters. And not only that, he made me confident that Trump did the best that he possibly could of any government official to handle the coronavirus. And now that you think about it, he did, didn't he? I checked the facts. I always check the facts. And here's the thing, his officials, his scientists, right, said that it was too early to close the border, too early to do anything right now. And yet he did it anyway. He closed all borders from China, where the flu, where, where, where this coronavirus started. He acted with haste. Now, of course, you have to bring about why, why didn't he close on Europe the exact same moment? I think, I mean... Personally, from an analytical standpoint, I think that it was because he had ties with Europe when he had the economy, of course, heavily rests on China, but also heavily rests within Europe. But this is just from an analytical standpoint. I honestly don't know why he waited. Of course, you can say, well, I know, but that, that, that's an assumption. Uh, unless he factually comes out and says why he waited, I, I cannot give you an answer for that. I think that was his flaw. But besides that, he handled things really well. He honestly did. And then you have to think about, all right, you're handing the next president of the United States the entire coronavirus task force. You're handing them what to do with the coronavirus. They're now responsible for all those lives. Now, when you have, when you throw at Trump the numbers, 200,000 people dead, 6 million infected or 7 million infected. That's a lot, right? 7 million, 200,000 deaths. But now you have to think about who you're going to hand. If Trump loses, who are you going to give this coronavirus task force? Who are Who's going to be responsible for all of our lives? And that's going to be Biden and Kamala. And I don't want them in, char in charge of our task force. I don't. And here's why. Biden did not want to close the border. Unlike Trump, he did not want to shut down everything. He wanted, he called Trump a xenophobe because he shut down everything. If we went along with what, if Biden was president, we would have had not 200,000 dead. We would have had probably a couple million dead. We would have not 7 million infected. I'm pretty sure statistics said 60 million infected. Not 7 million, 60 million you see, one thing that I realized that tr that the Biden campaign has is they have this edge on Trump saying, look at how bad he's doing. Look how horrible he's doing. 
And yet, this guy, if he were to be president, would have handled it a lot worse. And if you're talking about a previous pandemic, he lost so many people for, quote-unquote pandemic, pardon me, for a virus that was easily curable. 14,000 dead. 14,000 in America. If you look at the statistics, it was really easy. It was really easy to clean things up. But 14,000 on his and Obama's watch, just like that, gone. It's amazing to see what the American people will believe and what they think. And if you look, by the way, on uh, Biden's plan, it's almost identical to Trump's. Almost identical. Now, one thing that Trump has pushing for him is that, by my standpoint, he says, uh, we're going to have the vaccine before next year. We're going to have it before next year. And there are many people who are who say statistics poll to that the many people won't take it, don't want to take the coronavirus vaccine. Now, do I? Yes, I do. I believe in vaccines. Vaccines could get you sick. You know, they, of course, that's what a vaccine is. It's a weaker form of bacteria. So then you will be immune. You will have antibodies to protect you against it. For if you actually do get the, uh, if you do catch this specific germ or virus. And the thing about this vaccine, though, how can he, he talks about how he's working with companies hands down, but I'm not going to take it unless the FDA approves it. This is a weak point again for Donald Trump. He says that he's going to have it before the next year. He says he's going to have it. He's working with companies day and night. We're all working together, but people, it's, it's about us. He can have it. But it's about the people, though. We are the people who are going to have to take it as well. And one, I think the final line before you can call it a touchdown is the FDA. And if the FDA do not approve, I will not be comfortable taking this vaccine. I honestly won't. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, this has, again, been a big pin for uh, Joe Biden and a big win, I guess you can say, for Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris attack that he won't listen to scientists. You know, one thing that they talk about, if we're on the topic of the scientists, they talk about the coronavirus, they talk about global warming, they talk about many different things. And I, I agree with them on that. You know, you have to listen to scientists. But one thing I don't agree, and global warming was touched upon, was how... Global warming is 100% human made. 100% humans caused global warming. I think that is bullshit. That is just not true. And here's why. In medieval times, not the restaurant, the actual medieval times, uh, way back when, a little history lesson, get your notebooks out. No, I'm kidding. But um, way back when, uh, during the medieval times, global warming happened. Now, I'm no historian, but the last I checked, we did not have cars during medieval times. The only type of CO2 emission came from cows from the last I checked. So that's a thing. How can we say that we are the sole cause of global warming 
if way back when there was global warming and yet we had nothing, no materials, absolutely nothing to create it except once again cows. But I highly doubt cows were the, were, was a cause of global warming. I highly doubt it. So when you talk about when, when, when scientists say, oh, you see we're causing global warming, you got to think to yourself, okay, well, when's the last time we had global warming? When, when, when was the, I need to compare and contrast. Are really humans causing all of this? Now, do I think humans are adding on to this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely do. I 100% believe that humans, or at least 95% believe that humans are helping global warming, helping contributing to global warming. But do I think that global warming is the sole purpose of humans Humans created global warming? No, I honestly don't. I don't. For this, And I said it before and I'll say it again. Global warming happened in medieval times. We did not have cars. We did not have airplanes. We did not have trains. We did not have coal-run factories. We had cows. That's what we had. And yet, global warming still happened. And mind you, the population was way smaller back then than it is now. Way smaller. So, question must be asked, why? Why is it that all these scientists are saying that we're causing global warming? Even though in the past, it clearly has shown that during medieval times, global warming happened. You know, that's something that always mind-boggled me. It's something that always kind of made me think twice before I said, oh yeah, global warming, yep, that's 100% us. You know, I always think to myself, well, is it really us? I mean, scientists say yes, but history says no. History says that it happened without, without our technology. And I'm going to say this again, do I think we're contributing to it? Yeah, I do. I believe scientists, but I also believe history. History is factual. You know, it's not like gods, for instance, which might happen, might have not. You know, it's not like Zeus. It's not like we have God of the, it's not like we have Jupiter from Greek mythology. Zeus, uh, uh, sorry, Jupiter from Roman, Zeus from Greek. You know, those are hypotheticals. Back then, you know, th those are myths. These are facts. And that that's something that always confused me, you know. But, and, you know, that also can lead for why he has such a distrust for doctor, uh, for scientists. You know, they say one thing, but he might disagree. You usually don't agree with the people who you either don't like or have disagreed with you in the past. And then, you know, it, if, if someone has a disagree with you the, uh, in the past, at least from the people who I've seen, they're less likely to want to agree with that person again. I, I don't know, it might be an ego thing. He's very much known for that, but... That's just my stance on it. So, as I was saying, the second, the vice presidential debate boosted my confidence in Trump, boosted my confidence in the Trump campaign, and heavily lowered my confidence for the Joe Biden campaign, which for me is good because I am, as I said before, a Trump supporter. And enter the third presidential debate, the third, technically the second technically, but I want to say the third because we had a town hall meeting. They had a town hall meeting, separate ones, because of his COVID-19. 
and and by the way, I just want to jump. I know I, I know I jumped on that train again. I just want to jump on it again. C- come on, guys. We have need to have some American decency. And you know, I heard this uh, this joke that goes around when he got coronavirus. One of my friends, and he told his parents, and his parents said, "Well, it is what it is." <laughs> that was good. That was good. That, that's a famous uh, quote. When he was uh, there was an I believe it no. I, I can't pronounce it an axis meeting or or awakes. I, I can't pronounce it, Jesus. But you all of you know what I mean. They met in the White House, the interview in Trump, and he presented him with st- some statistics. And Trump just said, it is what it is. And, you know, it is what it is, yes, but you just don't say that. You just don't do it. Uh... And I guess that's how we relate to it today. But, I mean, you're, it's fine if you make that joke. But anyone who has coronavirus who isn't either a terrorist or Hitler, you should wish him well. It's a hard time for every single person. And I know he must have had better treat. I know he had better treatment than every single American. But he's the president of the United States. You know, that this is our country. He's the face of our country. And if it dies, not only will, the con- will every other country sense weakness in us, it will lower our reputation as the most powerful country in the world. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, before I jump into uh, the last presidential debate, I'm going to take a little quick break. Uh, we'll be back with more of What Do We Have Here? Hello, hello. Welcome back to What Do We Have Here? Happy to have you all back. Um, let's get right into it, I guess. Um once, uh, once a reminder, I am Daniel Dreisen, your host. Uh, make sure to follow our accounts, wdwhh.official. Make sure to uh, give us a donation. Every penny counts. Thank you for those, by the way, who have been giving us donations. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, helps our podcast in every way possible. It's for having future events, which we are going, I'm going to get into at the end of today's episode. So let's get right into this, shall we? We're now talking about the last presidential debate, the last one, which was um, last week. You know, it's the last one with such such a small gap between that one and the election day, which, mind you, I thought this one was kind of unnecessary because everyone, most people have already voted. People already know who they're going to vote for. But, oh well, you know, I guess I guess it is what it is. And they had a debate. Who do, and I already said who I thought won, but I'll go into it. Donald Trump. He won. He won hands down. And I'll tell you why. I will tell you why. First of all, I think that one thing, most, most of my friends who, who are even liberals, some of them, also thought that Trump won. And many people would say, oh, well, you think he won because of his attitude, which was way, way better than the first debate. And you know what? Absolutely, you're absolutely right about part of that. His, his attitude was much better in the first presidential debate. I would much rather see a presidential debate like that one than the first one. You know, I don't want these presidential debates being sponsored by Comedy Central. I want them sponsored by the United States government, the committee. So... If it's not that, you know, why did he win? 
And once again, I got to go into the strategy. I have to. Joe Biden used the exact same strategy. In the first in the first presidential debate, this strategy was really good. Reached out to the American people. He said, "Hey guys, you know, I'm here. I know how all of you feel." But he did that again. And here's the thing. The magic trick only works once, buddy. Only works once. You can reach out to the American people only once. Second time it looked kind of creepy. Not going to lie. It made me really uncomfortable. The thing is, you can't just reuse the same game because Donald Trump, he changed it up and he was on the, not only on the attack, like he was the last time, of course, but he was on the defense and he made bold moves. Now, I thought that it was close, but he, Trump could have knocked him out. Trump could have, and I'll tell you how. First of all, Trump kind of called himself racist on stage. He said, I am the least racist one in this room. I mean, really, Trump? He could have said something else, could have said, I'm not racist at all, but I guess you just called yourself a little racist. Technically, everyone's a little racist. Okay, fine. I'll give I'll give you some leeway. But I mean, come on, man. That's a that's a Joe Biden quote. Please do not copyright me. That's a Joe Biden quote. Come on, man. So after he called himself racist, he could have done something really, really smart. He could have called Joe Biden racist and and prove evidence. Show evidence. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, a while back, Trump uh, Biden had an interview. And he said on this interview, he, of course, apologized for it. But I mean, really? He said... If you're not voting for me, then you ain't black. Really? Just take that in for a minute. If you ain't black, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. Really? Is that is that where we're going for? Biden? I mean, that's... Trump can, you know, you can call Trump racist... But, I mean, he's never said that. He has never said anything like that. This shows that the Democratic Party kind of expects you to vote for this certain person. Or at least this candidate did. They expect you to vote for him. They expect you to do this. The Democratic Party has this, and mind you, statistically, minorities are beginning to slowly realize this. And I am so happy that they are, because the the more they realize that they are leeches onto, well, let me rephrase it. They're not, the the more they realize that the Democratic Party is making them latch on to the government, making them want to latch on to the government, the more the Democratic Party has control over them. And the minorities realize that. They say, I don't want to be leeches. I don't want to do this at all. I want to break free. And they do. Now, I'll give credit once again where credit is due. This is not going for every single minority, 110%. There are minorities that are really, really smart. I mean, for God's sakes, we had one as a president. You know, they have a mind of their own. And, and you know, they have facts that support their side of the, the Democratic Party. But those who support the Democratic Party because of the different government programs that help them, you know, that's great. But when you break away from the government, 
then you realize how much you don't need them and how you could be on your own dependent. And, and that, that is what I think that holds a lot of them. Now, this is an opinion. It's not a fact. But this is what I'm, this is my opinion. And when people realize, which they are, more and more minorities are becoming Republican. Year after year, you check the statistics for yourself. So that, that, that's my case on that. If he used that phrase, well, Joe Biden, you know, uh, he, he could have said, I know I'm not racist. I know I'm not. But my candidate here is very much racist. He expects black people to vote for him. He said, if you ain't black, if, if you don't know who you're voting for, you ain't black. I mean, that's that, that's a, that's a point blank range gunshot right there to the head. You knocked him out, out cold. He's dead, man. He's weak, can't get back up. He's going to try to wiggle out of there. And mind you, the one thing that came around often was the Trump allegation, I mean, the Hunter Biden allegations on his laptop and everything. Many people, I watched CNN right before this, and they were talking about how, MSNBC, sorry, they were talking about how Joe Biden was going to stay cool, calm, collective, going to be the best president ever, man. He's going to be the best. And yet Joe Biden and Trump, on the other hand, would be this angry man, cutting like he does usually, and more especially, he was going to be only, only focusing on Hunter Biden. And that's it. Guess what? That's just not what happened. It did not happen. Did not go the way that they thought. And I'm very proud of Trump not being a child. <laughs> you know, I thought that one day, hopefully, we're going to see a good uh, debate that was calm, cool, and collective. And we, I guess we did. So, yay, victory for America in that case. But in the end game, he talked about it. He brought it up multiple times, but he did not stick to it. And I, I was watching Fox News the other day, and they were talking about how they had documents, very damning documents about Hunter Biden that were shipped from, they were on a, drive, on a file, USB drive. They were shipped by the producers of Fox News, and they never arrived. They never arrived. USPS, USP, sorry, was in charge of all this. They looked for it, tried to find it. They didn't find it after a long time. They found the package, and it was opened, which means someone, somewhere, for some reason, opened this package, removed the contents in it. Why? You got to ask yourself, why? Why would a person randomly choose this package? Say, oh, well, you know what? USB drive, need one of those, and that's it. After they made this coverage, 24 hours later, USP gave them the drop file. They said, oh, well, someone just dropped it off. Someone just dropped it off. They didn't tell them where they found it. You know, shady politics. Shady politics. You know, another thing is voter fraud. You know, you have... One thing that uh, Trump had said was that, you know, you found millions of people, millions of uh, things, uh, millions of military tickets that were cast for Donald Trump found in waste paper baskets, you know? Now, to me, that does sound scary, but I mean, if we're going to be honest, it's not exactly true. Here, here's the fact. Uh, Trump had 
the, the, the fact that his tickets were found in a waste paper basket is 100% true. That is true. And I know it's scary for many, but it's true. Now, how many, on the other hand, is a little bit different. It wasn't to say uh, millions. It wasn't millions, no. Uh, it was kind of a little less. It was nine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that's something that you don't see often. But it was nine. And the thing about having, and mind you, it was nine, seven of which were for Trump. Seven of which were for Trump. And I'll tell you that if it's, you know, we, it's still kind of damning because you got to think to yourself, well, there's seven, you know, it, it's seven votes. The, these votes could be the, the little edge for Donald Trump just to win the little edge. Even so, that that really makes it hard for the United uh, for the United States to appease to everything. Makes it hard for the United States to understand how elections will be fair. Because this is a small amount, but we don't know how much it can be. We don't know where this could possibly go. Donald Trump has been continually opposed on increasing funding for the United States Postal Service. Why? I think I think personally, it's part of, um, is definitely part of this uh, election. I think he thinks it will be fraud. And you know what? So do I. I think there will be fraud. Russia and um, China, I mean, Russia and Iran already have been proven by the FBI that they might be interfering in uh, our election. You know, the... More and more, when you think about it, are we going to have a fair election? And I don't think so. I honestly don't. Somewhere, somehow, something's going to slip. Something's not going to work. Something is just not going to happen. And that's going to cost our election. That's going to cost the end of our election. The end of a fair, I suppose, election. And then we're going to have a person in office who either some who did fairly get in, and I hope that's how it works, or cheated his way in. And that's going to suck. That's going to be absolutely awful. So in the end, I suppose I have to say, why do I want Donald Trump to be president? Why? You know, we have this it's a controversial time. And, you know, if you look around the world today, you actually see a lot of beautiful things. You see how families who are divided uh, live next to one another happily, which is absolutely fantastic. But then you have to think to yourself, well, okay, what about a different person? What about someone else who isn't a Trump supporter, who isn't a Biden supporter? What are the alt-right or the liberals? What about them? Are they going to be sane, human? Can we have civil discourse with them? I think so. I 100% think so. I think it is 100% achievable. So in the end, I think, why should I be a Trump supporter instead of Biden supporter. The two reasons. One, Trump policy. And two, Biden. And what possibly could happen? Let me start with the Biden one first. All right, I just want to get that one out of the way. Kamala Harris has been proven to be a radical, proven to be a, a terrible DA, 
unfair and unjust, covering up many different things. And mind you, the Democrats see this as well. They know that's true. That's why she did not win the primaries. And Joe Biden did. That's why it happened. So when you ask yourself, what's going to happen when Joe Biden comes into office? I'll tell you what. He's going to be in office. Oh, he's going to be in office. But noticing his cognitive decline, which was present on the third presidential debate and throughout the entire campaign where he had to read off monitors, had things in his ear that he had to listen to to answer questions. You could see that he doesn't have a lot to live. I mean, he doesn't have much left. So if he dies, and um, not if he dies, when he dies, most likely in office, Kamala's going to take over. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to live in a world where Kamala is president of the United States. I don't. She's going to be unfair, unjust. And she's going to be breaking the law, rules and laws of the Constitution. I know it. I know it. Meanwhile, Trump, on the other hand, yes, he's radical. Yes, he has done many different things that many people would consider to be unpresidential. He has done things that I believe are unfair and unjust. Uh, like one, for instance, where he had protesters moved out of the way just to take a picture with a Bible at the church. Yeah, I don't think that was good at all. But you got to think about his policies. You got to think about what he ha what has he done for our country. You know, you talk about those cages that people are in. You know, that's just not. He didn't make it though. Those cages were made by the Obama and Biden administration. That's that's actually a fact. That's a fact. And children being separated at the border, well, they are committing an undocumented, they're crossing the border illegally. If you're seeking asylum, you're let through through the United States. If you cross the border illegally, you're committing a crime. When you have a parent in your car and your parent is driving and you're not allowed to drive, you get pulled over and your parent is about to be arrested and your parent is being arrested, you are separated from your parent. That's not the process of selection or it's not a process of that, that that's just not true. You know, it happens to everyone. If you commit a crime, you're separated from your parents. What I think is is absolutely mind-boggling is how you can have over 500 children without parents. You know, I think that is a mismanaged part of government that needs to act up, you know. They should not absolutely should not be 500 children without parents. You need to keep a log of this. And I guess they didn't, because now you have 500 children without parents. So here's my thing. Here's what I think. Either those parents left, or the government is absolutely, at least this part of the government, ICE is being absolutely mismanaged. And that's just what I think. And I think besides that, his policies are great. He contracted a peace treaty, a major peace treaty in the Middle East that Biden couldn't have done. He had 47 years to do everything that Trump has done, and he has not done one thing, not one. Trump has met with Kim Jong-un, dictator of North Korea. Many people were under impression that we would be a war. Were we? No, we were not. We were not in a war, especially with North Korea, a hostile nuclear power. 
hostile to America and actually to the rest of the world, nuclear power now. So you got to think to yourself, is he really that bad? Is he? He has caused America many jobs in, in a sense that he has made many jobs for America. Unemployment rate for minorities and women is at an all-time low than it was for <clears throat> uh, President Obama. You've got to consider everything that he has done. You don't see that on CNN, do you? Have you seen this negotiation on CNN? Have you seen that Middle Eastern negotiation? I don't think so. At least I haven't. And if it was on there, they were giving credit to Joe Biden, who also said, that, oh, no, no, I, I deserve credit. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're not president. You did not help build up to this. You're no one. So in, in the end game, right, I, I like Trump because of his policies, which were which are better than under Joe Biden. The one flaw that I think he has, I mean, he has many flaws, but one other flaw is the Medicaid, Medicare for all, you know, I think he, I don't support Medicare for all. I don't think the government should decide what to do with more of my money. Many people think that having healthcare for everyone is great. Socialism is great. They talk about Switzerland, or, but Switzerland is actually noticed to be one of the most capitalist countries in the world. That's just a fact. You can go on many articles and see that for yourself. Socialism does not work. It never has, never will. Last major socialist party was Russia. You could Communist Party of China, of course, still, but Russia. And look how that ended. Not great at all. Socialism doesn't work. And mind you, for Switzerland, I just want to say one more thing. Switzerland, you have to pay 51% of your income or more for your free health care, which isn't even that good. 51% of everything that you make goes to the government. Do you want that in America? Do you? I don't. I want to spend my money the way I want to. I made my goddamn money. I should decide how to use it. I have a duty as a citizen to pay the government so they can help me in working different roads and in helping infrastructure, helping our American society. I have the right to choose what I want, what Medicaid, uh, what, what, what plan I want, what health care I want. I have the right to go to a to go to a job, and then they, as part of a contract, will make a health care plan for me. That is my right. I work for it. I do not want to have to pay for my Medicare and then pay for someone else's. If you want Medicare, you have to work for it. If you want anything in America, you have to work for it. People want health care. Most, mostly because some of them can't afford it. Of course, it's a great idea on paper. So was communism. Communism sounded great. Everyone has this, there's a saying that goes, uh, would you rather have an equal distribution, uh, un unequal distribution of wealth or an equal distribution of poverty? That's what it is, poverty. We're going to be all equally poor. And, you know, it sounds great. Everyone's going to be at the same level, you know. Everyone's going to be the same. Everything's going to be ours. Everything's going to work. It sounds great on paper. It was not great in real life. So that's what I think 
Um, one last thing I want to touch upon is Justice Comey, uh, Amy Barrett, Amy Comey Barrett. Sorry, I keep uh, confusing about those, about the names. Uh, I can't. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett. It's always it always jumps around in my head. Uh, I don't know why, but anyways, do I think that Trump had the right to do this? One hundred percent. Yep, one hundred percent. He's the president of the United States. He has four years to decide if he wants another justice. If one is gone, it is the duty of the president of the United States to choose and fill that role. And he has done his duty. One thing I think was hypocritical was how Obama had eight months to choose a different justice. And they held him off saying, oh, no, 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 it's too, it's too early. Why would you ever do this? And now we're we were so close to the election and they're like, Oh my God, it's so close to the election. We have to get a justice. in." I think that was very hypocritical, but so that's, that's that. Um, with that being said, that unfortunately brings an end to my political rant. I know, I know it's, it sucks. I will have more. I will have more, but I mean, what can I say? It's really fun. It was, it's really fun. Uh, soon we will be having debates coming up between my listeners, so uh, get ready for that. Get excited. Uh, besides that, I do think that I should call it a day. So make sure you follow our Instagram account, wdwhh.official, and make sure to donate. You know, every penny counts. We are really pleased to see that all of all the people who have donated um, – we're actually, I'm actually quite surprised, and I'm, I'm very thankful. Uh, make sure to share our podcast. I want, I would love to get many people's aspect, many people's thoughts on what I said. I'd love to have you on my show. Um, we're going to have many other guests come on soon, maybe even a possible YouTuber. So get ready for that. And I, oh, uh, one more thing. I, I know that my upload schedule has been a little bit crazy. This one is way, it is not a week later, it's a couple weeks later. Season two is going to be a little bit more spread out. I know. I'm sorry. It's kind of a, my life kind of is all over the place. So, and especially with this COVID-19 in the summer, I had way more time. Now it's kind of more, uh, I have to do more things. But uh, once again, I will always do this podcast. I love it. I love reaching out for, for you guys. I love the fact that you guys listen to me. And, you know, I just can't wait until my next episode. All right. So take care. Uh, enjoy this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your Halloween. I can't wait until Thanksgiving and stay safe out there. Goodbye.